When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. And Lord, once again, we are in good company. We've invoked the intercession of our Immaculate Mother Mary, St. Joseph, her most chaste spouse, our Guardian Angel. We ask for grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. Help us to pray, to listen to you. As today we pray about the cross as the preparation for our eternal life with you in heaven. We open the Gospel of St. Matthew to the 16th chapter. We read, Then Jesus told his disciples, If any man would come after me, Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and forfeits his life? Or what shall a man give in return for his life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay every man for what he has done. Truly, I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. And Lord, we can apply those words to ourselves. We are your disciples. You are telling us we should pick up our cross daily and follow you so that one day we will see you in the glory of your Father in heaven. And when we stand before you in the judgment, every man will receive what he has coming to him. But the way to heaven is the way of the cross. If any man would come after me, And this is what we want, to follow you. Let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And St. Matthew relates that six days later, Jesus took with him Peter and James and John his brother and led them up 
a high mountain apart. We must consider ourselves amongst those chosen ones of your disciples today because we are living our faith, because we are spending this time now in prayer with you. We are amongst your chosen ones without question. And you led them up a high mountain, the mountain of holiness, the place of encounter with God. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his garments became white as light. And Lord, that is a figure of what we will see when we get to heaven. We will see you arrayed in light, in all of your glory. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. Moses and Elijah from the Old Testament. Moses, a representative of the law, Elijah of the prophets, the two great sections of the Old Testament. And both of them had to take up their crosses to follow you too. Moses, who had suffered so much to lead the people out of Egypt, and then the forty years in the desert, when the people were complaining, they didn't have water, they didn't have bread, they didn't have meat, and always, Lord, Moses had to come to you and beg you, and you gave them what they were needing, and then you saved them from their enemies. How much Moses suffered. And after those 40 years in the desert, he was not to cross the Jordan into the promised land. And Elijah, that great prophet who had shown the people that God the Lord was the true God. And then he killed the 450 prophets of Baal. And then he had to flee for his life. And both Moses and Elijah fasted for 40 days, as you did too, Lord. Moses, 40 days on Mount Sinai before receiving the Ten Commandments. Elijah eating those cakes that God gave him and then walking 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Horeb, the mountain of the Lord. Both of them knew the cross, and now they see you in your glory on Mount Tabor in the transfiguration. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is well that we are here. If you wish, I will make three tents here, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. They see you in your glory. For them, it will be a prefigurement of your resurrection. They are being prepared now for the scandal of the cross to come. But the cross is followed by your resurrection. And for us, the cross of our daily life is followed by our seeing you in glory in heaven. And we too say, it is well that we are here. It is well now that we are praying, that we have this faith, that we can listen to you. And all of this prepares us for that journey to heaven. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And Lord, we can consider that the Father is speaking to us now and saying with reference to you, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. 
Lord, help us to listen to you always, throughout our life, throughout the day, when you are speaking to us in our conscience, sometimes whispering, perhaps sometimes shouting, do this, don't do that. This is the way to holiness, living your will. And when the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were filled with awe. And Lord, increase our reverence, increase our faith. And as they were coming down from the mountain, Jesus commanded them, Tell no one the vision until the Son of Man is raised from the dead. And you are raised from the dead, and you are now in heaven waiting for us. And Lord, we can go back to your words that we read prior to the transfiguration. For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay every man for what he has done. Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. All of this is preparing us to see you in your kingdom, to see you in heaven. But the way is the way of the cross. That was your way. Over Calvary to the resurrection, that is our way, following you along that way of the cross. It purifies us, prepares us for heaven. And we need that purification. And let us listen to some beautiful words that a husband said in the funeral mass of his wife. She had suffered a lot of pain in the final month before dying of cancer at the age of 59. And in his words of remembrance in the funeral mass, that husband said of his good, holy wife, the reality of pain started kicking in. Suffering was now staring down at her. And as pain kicked in, as suffering stared down, she embraced it wholeheartedly. She embraced it openly. Every pain Every suffering, Jen offered it for a relative who was going through cancer as well, for a relative she prayed for to become closer to our Lord, for a friend who lost a job, for my work, for my children to find their right partner, for our relatives in the Philippines. Every day, as Jen was going through these pains and suffering, there was always one person for whom she offered it up. We can pause there before we go on. She saw in the cross, in her suffering, in her great pain, an opportunity to pray for others, to offer it up for them. It was helping them at the same time as it sanctified her. The husband continues. For Jen, acceptance of suffering and pain led to cleansing her of her sins. It led to purifying herself. It drew her closer to heaven. This is not easy to accept or understand. I myself asked her just a few weeks ago that if our Lord really loves you, why is he making you suffer more? To which she replied, because we are not pure, we are not sinless. And for me to go to heaven, I face this purification. 
and you are also being purified. The pain you feel seeing me like this purifies you. What supernatural outlook of that good woman. She saw her pain as something she could offer up in prayer for others and something that purified her. And it purified her husband who suffered seeing her suffer. She accepted that pain. About a month before she died, I visited her and she was already in great pain. And she said she was repeating over and over again those words of St. Josemaria, Blessed be pain, glorified be pain, sanctified be pain. Blessed be pain. Who says that but someone of faith? Pain is a blessing. It purifies us. It is our purgatory on earth that will at least shorten our time in purgatory and perhaps eliminate it altogether so we can go straight to heaven when we die. It sanctifies us. Lord, it unites us with you on the cross. And at the same time, we can offer it up for others who will benefit so much from our offering up of that suffering. Pain is a blessing. It unites us with you. And let us read once again some words that we have quoted often in these meditations. Words of another woman who was dying of cancer. This one, a mother of six. She was keeping a diary. One day she wrote, in that diary that her husband did not even know that she had until he found it after she died. He showed me this particular page and I asked, can I copy that? And I have used it so often ever since. Another very saintly woman wrote this, The pain in my chest is crushing me. As the pain crushed you, as you struggled to breathe while you hung on the cross. You are in my pain. I am in yours. We are one, my God and I. What else can I ever ask for? In this, you have given me proof of your love. I can see it so clearly. I cannot pray for a cure. I can only wait for your next move. And I am willing. And Lord, what faith of that woman. The pain in her chest is crushing her. And she saw it as uniting her with you as you hung on the cross, struggling to breathe. And she sees that union with you. You are in my pain. I am in yours. We are one, my God and I. What else can I ever ask for? To be one with you on the cross in her pain, and Lord, in whatever pain we may have now or in the future. Help us to see it, that it unites us with you. What a blessing pain can be. And she says, in this you have given me proof of your love. And so many people will ask, but Lord, if you love me, why do you make me suffer so much? And this woman says, in this pain you have given me proof of your love. Because, Lord, don't you say in the scriptures, those I love, I chastise? And let us read some words from the letter to the Hebrews in the 12th chapter. My son, 
Do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor lose courage when you are punished by him. For the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Chastises his own son. Lord, he chastised you, his beloved son, in whom he was well pleased. We heard those words in the transfiguration. The son of God that he loved most was you, his eternal beloved son, and you suffered the most. Our suffering will never be as great as yours. For the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. That when we have that discipline, when we have that suffering, God is treating us as his children. For what son is there? whom his father does not discipline. If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have had earthly fathers to discipline us, and we respected them. Shall we not be much more subject to the father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time at their pleasure, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. Lord, you are that good Father, our Father God, who disciplines us to give us a share in your holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant. Later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. The peaceful fruit of righteousness of holiness. Lord, help us to see suffering, pain, the cross always in this light. It unites us with you. It purifies us of our sins. It sanctifies us. It makes us certain that we are your children. St. Maria always saw in the cross the certainty that he was a son of God and he had a lot of suffering. In his book, The Way of the Cross, he writes, Jesus prays in the garden, Pater me, Abba, Pater, God is my Father, even though he may send me suffering. He loves me tenderly, even while wounding me. Jesus suffers to fulfill the will of the Father. And I, who also wish to fulfill the most holy will of God, following in the footsteps of the Master, can I complain if I too meet suffering as my traveling companion? It will be a sure sign of my sonship, because God is treating me as he treated his own divine Son. And Lord, you are that beloved Son of the Father, and you suffered the most. And your Father treated you like that because you were his beloved Son. And St. Josemaria says, it will be a sure sign of my sonship because God is treating me as he treated his own divine Son then I, just as he did, will be able to groan and weep alone in my Gethsemane. But as I lie prostrate on the ground, acknowledging my nothingness, 
There will rise up to the Lord a cry from the depths of my soul, Pater me, Abba, Pater, Fiat, my Father, my Father, let it be done. Lord, help us to see that when we have the cross, when we have any suffering, that it is you treating us as your children. We are certain then that we are children of God. And St. John Chrysostom assures us too, he knows all that you are suffering and can prevent it. And if he does not prevent it, it is clearly because of the providence and care he has for you. God does not want to take away the cross from us. In his loving providence and care, he wants us to share in his own cross. And Lord, when we have crosses, when we have suffering, let us not exaggerate. We can look at ourselves and have self-pity. How much I suffer. Let us look then at you on the cross. You suffered much more than we ever will. And St. Josemaria said, It is enough for me to have a crucifix before my eyes in order not to dare to talk about my sufferings. Because, Lord, he saw in the many sufferings that he had throughout his life that it was nothing compared with your cross. And, Lord, help us to do that. When we think we are suffering, look at the crucifix, and we realize you suffered much more than we ever will. And help us to thank you for the little crosses you send. It is also helpful when we are suffering to consider all the people around the world at this very moment, millions of them undoubtedly, who are suffering far more than we are. Refugees fleeing for their lives living in refugee camps, people who have far more physical pain than we do, who have far more moral pain than we do in broken marriages, in domestic violence, whatever it might be. Let us not exaggerate. Our pain is nothing compared with that of so many people. And Lord, help us to find joy on the cross. Joy. Yes, because we're united with you. We are getting closer to heaven. St. Josemaria again. He wrote every year in his Ordo, which is the plan of Masses for that year, in Laetitia Nulla Dies Sine Cruce, words in Latin which mean, Enjoy no day without a cross. Enjoy the cross. His successor, Blessed Alvaro del Portillo, commented, For him, that is, St. Josemaria, a day without the cross was a day without God. If we love the cross, that of Christ, not the one that we invent, then we will find God. We cannot separate Christ from the cross. Lord, when we find the cross, we find you. We are united with you. It purifies us, prepares us for heaven. Help us to see the cross in that way. And then it will give us joy too. And again, St. Josemaria, who wrote in his intimate notes in 1932, Jesus, 
I feel such desires for making reparation. My role is to love and suffer. But love makes me rejoice in suffering, to such an extent that it now seems impossible for me ever to suffer. I told you before that no one could make me upset. And I would even add that no one can make me suffer, because suffering brings me joy and peace. Lord, only a saint could write that. And this was 1932, when he was 30 years of age. And beginning that work of Opus Dei that you had inspired in his soul in 1928. But he said, nothing can make me suffer, because suffering brings me joy. People that might upset him gave him joy. Lord, help us to see in physical suffering, in moral suffering of whatever sort, that you are present. Help us to find you and therefore to find joy in the cross. And the Curie of ours had similar words. To suffer lovingly, he says, is to suffer no longer. To flee from the cross is to be crushed beneath its weight. We should pray for a love of the cross. Then it will become sweet. I experienced it myself during four or five years. I was grievously calumniated and contradicted. Oh, I did have crosses, almost more than I could bear. Then I started praying for a love of crosses, and I felt happy. I said to myself, Verily, there is no happiness but in the cross. Lord, what a saint again. Love for the cross, happiness in the cross, and there is no happiness but in the cross, he says. The saints, your beloved disciples, suffered so much. And the Curie of ours says too, the greatest saints were those who suffered the most. And when we look at the great saints, the martyrs, of course, from the early church and from our present day, suffered so much. The curie of ours, how much suffering he bore, St. Josemaria, and the list goes on. The greatest saints were those who suffered the most. And Lord, help us to receive the cross well. It is you treating us as your children, wanting to sanctify us, to take us by the quick route to heaven. And again, the curie of ours, we complain when we suffer. We have much more reason to complain when we do not suffer, since nothing so likens us to our Lord as the bearing of his cross. It unites us with you. Help us to see that. Grant us faith. Increase our faith to see suffering as a blessing. And the Curie of ours, you wonder why God, who is goodness itself, allows us to suffer? But what would you think of a doctor who lost his patient because he was afraid to give him the necessary but unpleasant treatment? Maybe the doctor had to operate on that cancer, on that gangrenous leg, and perhaps cut it off, amputate a leg, to save the life of the patient. The patient has to go through suffering, but for that good end of his curing, of his healing, of saving his life. 
Lord, you do this to save us eternal life. And again, the cure of ours. Our bishop has said that every morning we should offer as a sacrifice all we shall have to suffer during the day. And that if the good God does not send any suffering, the merit of the sacrifice will be there all the same. And Lord, do we not say in the morning offering that we offer up all our prayers and works, joys and sufferings, whatever may come. We are offering it up beforehand. If it doesn't come, the merit is still there. And then, not only the crosses that you send, the few crosses, the little sufferings we may have, that headache, that sleepless night, those upsets, those difficult children, that difficult spouse, whatever it might be, lots of little crosses during the day, the pinpricks, help us to receive them well, but also to take up our cross voluntarily with our voluntary penances. How mortified we can ask, am I? And again, those words of St. Josemaria in his book, The Forge, you will have as much sanctity as you have mortification done out of love. The cross comes in those two forms, the ones you send and allow us to have and the ones we pick up and look for ourselves. Help us to love the cross and we go to Our Lady to finish our prayer and Mary, how much you suffered throughout your life and especially at Calvary. But you knew that our Lord's suffering in yours was our redemption, was our resurrection to eternal life, opening up the gates of heaven. Help me to accept the crosses that God sends. Help me to look for the cross, not to run away from it, to embrace it with love. Then it will be my sanctification. It will be my happiness. It will be truly a blessing. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your assistance in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.